praise the Lord. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. How are you doing today? Welcome for another podcast. What is God saying at this point? What is God saying at this period? What is God saying to the church? What is God saying to you and I? At this period where the news and stories are that of doom for our nation, Nigeria, I hear him say, fear not. Fear not. Don't let your heart be troubled. Fear not. The devil says fear, but we ain't buying it. Going to Zechariah 2, 4 to 5, and said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, say the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in her midst. This should calm your fears down. Because the Lord is a wall of fire round about us and will be a glory in our midst. And in Exodus 14, 13, 14, and Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which, which he will show to you today for the Egyptians whom you see Today you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. This is comforting. Deuteronomy 3.26 says, You shall not fear them. For the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint, fear not, do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. Be strong and of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doeth go before thee, he will not fear thee, nor forsake thee. Those are the words of the Lord. So what God says to one, he says to all, because according to Hebrew 13, 8, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he said to Moses and the children of Israel, he told Gideon, he told Ruth, Samuel, Joshua, Elijah, Elisha, Moses, the list goes on and on. You can add your name because I cannot count the number of times I've heard God whisper those words to me. Fear not. I've swallowed a lot of capsules with fear not on them. Fear not. So, these powerful men and women of God, you know, that we read about in the Bible, at one point in time, they heard those words, fear not. The Bible addressed fear extensively. Fear not appeared 365 times in the Bible. Do you think that is by coincidence? 
a tablet a day for the entire year. There are 365 days of the year and there are 365 times. <laughs> Fear not in the Bible. So, one tablet, one capsule for every day. So, fear not. Don't buy into the lies. Don't buy into the fear that the devil is selling. The devil has been using this ancient weapon since Eden. Adam and Eve feared after they found themselves naked, having eaten the forbidden fruit. That was the only reason they hid from God. They feared God's reaction to their action. And at the end, what they feared happened. I believe if Adam had asked God for mercy, God would have not given them such harsh judgment. Fear always makes us lose our sense of reasoning. So fear not. Job got what he feared also. He lost everything but for God's mercies that brought it back, you know, brought about a restoration in his life. At so many times, our father of faith, Abraham, entertained fear. Fear that he would die without an heir. You can see that in Genesis 51-6, but God appeared to Abraham in a vision with a fear not capsule. He swallowed the capsule and his fear gave room to faith. It was counted unto him as righteousness because he believed God's word. His fear didn't win. Praise the Lord. Even though, you know, it resulted in him having a child out, you know, outside the will of God with Hagar. Praise the Lord. Fear can make us make mistakes. So relax. God is in control. When Hagar was out of water in the wilderness with her son, she feared that her son was going to die of thirst. The Bible recorded that she left the boy and went afar so that she will not witness his death. But did he die? Genesis 21:17 has the, the you know, account. God spoke to Hagar from heaven. Fear not, yet comes again. The lad will live. And indeed, the lad didn't die. Isaac feared that he would never make it. All the wells his father dug were all filled with earth by the Philistines, and now there was famine in the land. He was contemplating relocating to Egypt. Hmm, does that sound like somebody? You know? But God that knew the end from the beginning came to his rescue fear not isaac isaac sold in that same land during famine and the rest is pleasant history genesis 26 has the full you know account so you can read it all he became mighty in the land that even the philistines feared him praise the lord why was Rachel afraid when she was having a second child, Benoni. Hard labor made her to fear. You know, circumstances around you can put you in fear. Fear of the unknown, for fear of you know things not working the way you want it to be. Hard labor, you know, made Rachel 
to fear, and that led to her death. The nurse tried to talk her into relaxing, but it didn't work. She told her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. You know, not that Rachel had had a prior experience of childbirth when she gave birth to Joseph. So why was she afraid this time? Fear can kill, brethren. Fear can kill. I've heard stories of some people that died in the face of an apparent car accident or plane crash that never even happened. You know, the accident was eventually averted, but they were discovered dead when everything calmed down. Fear killed them before the accident. Praise the Lord. Don't buy into fear. When Joseph's siblings finally came in contact with him years after they sold him to the Egyptian merchants, they feared that they would be probably killed or arrested by their brother, who at that time had become more of a king in the land they sold him to. But Joseph also calmed his brothers. He said, fear not. Fear not. Elijah, out of fear, ran away into hiding. A mighty man that could call down fire at any time ran because a woman, Jezebel, was after his life. You see, when fear comes, we lose all sense of reasoning. But I'm just mentioning the names of these people so that you understand that you are not alone. Yeah? To, you know, to fear fear is human, but to allow it rule your life is what is not right. We are humans, so we fear fear. But the word of God says, fear not. The battle between the jihadists and the Christians of the church in Nigeria, you know, it's just like that battle between David and Goliath. Words. Battle of words. You look at a lot of write-ups to the publications by the so-called Fulanists, you know, they are claiming that Nigeria belongs to them and they are everywhere already strategizing how to wipe away all the inhabitants <laughs> that are not Fulanists. How realistic is that? But a lot of people are so afraid now, you know, because it's because of the, the stories that was the same tool Goliath used. Goliath used his physique and his words to paralyze the army for days. For a long time, he would come out and shout, you know, claiming to be in charge of the territory. He would shout, just like the Fulanese have been, selling fear through their publications and the visible attacks on the church. Goliath did that every morning, challenging the army. Come out, bring one person. Let me see who will be able to challenge me. If, I, if you kill me, we surrender to you. If I kill any of your guys, we, we take over. And the army of Israel were, was just terrified. The people, they were terrified. They were hiding like girls. <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm using girls. Some girls are very, very strong and bold, you know. But they were hiding. Until David came to the scene, David could not be terrified because of his experiences in life. He was not afraid. You know, when God has proven himself to you one, two, three, countless times, whenever the devil tries to, you know, dangle fear before you, you will laugh because you know that the God that did it for you before can still do it again. David could not be terrified. The man that killed lion, bear, and the lion. How can he be terrified by just a tall, huge man? David could not be terrified. He, you know, he browsed the waters, the Bible said. And that is likened to the word of God, the Bible. And got some stones. He picked ammunition that he had proven as a shepherd. Remember that Saul gave him, the king gave him, you know, um, uh, almonds to wear. And he wore it, they were too heavy. And he told the king, I have not proven this. And he went to the waters. And he got his ammunition from the water. And with his sling, he brought down Goliath. Hallelujah. He brought him down. He didn't end there. He went to him, took Goliath's weapon, decapitated him. This would be our story. Just watch out how Jehovah will turn the tables. We will win this battle not by the strength of our arms. We will win this battle. Like when we read, he said, the battle is mine. I will fight for you and you will hold your peace. Children of God, don't be afraid. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the people therein. Nigeria belongs to us. Nigeria belongs to God. All we need to do is say goodbye to fear. All we need to do is to browse the waters, look into the word of what does the word of God say about me? Next week I will be looking at the battle is God's. And I'm going to be, you know, examining some of the weapons that God used in the time past and is still using today and he will use it in this battle against this, you know, uh, people that have tried to defy the army of the living God that call themselves Fulanese or the jihadists, that their intention is to Islamize Nigeria. So what will happen to us Christians, the millions of Christians? <laughs> My pastor will say they are dreaming grand delusion and just dreaming to think that they can wipe this you know greater number of people out of a country with their weapons but just watch out for next week in the podcast so that in case you are wondering how do we fight this battle how do we fight this people with sophisticated weapons am i going to go get myself a gun am i going to get a machete 
am I going to, you know, get myself involved in a combat? Watch out for next week's podcast, you know, and you will be so excited and blessed because the battle is God's and we have weapons already available. Praise the Lord. If you are listening to this podcast, if you've not given your life to Jesus, you need to give your life to Jesus now. In as much as we know that this battle is a, a, a don't deal, it's a warm battle, some lives will go along the along the line. Some Sundays ago, we know what happened at a church. Praise the Lord. So we must know our faith right now as Christians. Are you born again or you are not born again? If you are born again, this is not the time to play church. This is the time to be serious with God. Because, you know, for us Christians, for us children of God, it's a win-win situation to live is Christ, to die is gain. Not praying that any of us will die before our time, but anything can happen. Those people that died in the church, you know, never thought they were going to die. So you have to prepare yourself for the inevitable. You have to prepare yourself so that anyhow, you know, any which way, you win. So if you are listening to this podcast, you've not given your life to Jesus, say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I've come to recognize that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Father, today, I confess my sins before you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me all my sins. I choose to follow you from today in the name of Jesus. The grace to live for you I receive today in Jesus' name. Congratulations. Congratulations. And for those of us that are already giving our lives to Jesus, this is not the time to play church. If you are born again, be born again. Leave the, the walk, the walk, the talk, and leave the talk. Praise the Lord. Next time we'll be sharing on the battle is God's. Don't miss the podcast. I love you. I remember me Mostukura saying, Fear not, do not buy into it. God is in control. Hallelujah. Bye bye.